Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Raced by Wolves, the podcast is back for season two. I'm Holly Fry, and as host of the companion podcast to the hit HBO Max sci-fi series Raised by Wolves, I am unwrapping the latest season of this cosmic space opera for fans by talking directly to some of the incredibly talented folks who helped bring the show to life. Not only will we be bringing back showrunner Aaron Guzikowski, but we will also be chatting with folks like costume designer Kate Karen, director Alex Gabasi, and visual effects supervisor Ray McIntyre. Plus, we're going to check in with some of the actors on the show, like Amanda Collin and Abu Salim, who play mother and father. Join us as we analyze an absolutely bonkers new season. And yes, spoiler alert, the snake baby is indeed back. Stream season two of Raised by Wolves, now on HBO Max, and subscribe and listen to Raised by Wolves, the podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One, two, five! Freezer! Three! Arm yourselves, America! This is Defenders Live! Everybody has a bad day at work. Yeah, I mean, bad days happen to everyone. That's true. It happens to everybody. You know, you it's just you get held over longer than you need to. You have that one guy who doesn't pull his weight. Everything kind of falls on you at the last minute. Yeah, you're you're promised something by the 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 higher ups of the powers that be, and they turn around and it doesn't quite follow through. It it just <clears throat> so much crappy things that go on. Yeah, a lot of things like that happen. <sighs> Well, none of them. Hey, you, you could have worse days. Let's just say. Okay, worse days. Uh, uh, a political argument in Florida turned deadly uh, this week when a construction worker allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, killed his pro Donald Trump boss and then draped an American flag over his dead body. Um, I'm sorry. What? Mm -hmm. So he got mad. There was a, a an first off. Don't get mad. <laughs> they get even. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was an altercation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, they were arguing. Yeah, a worker in Florida has been accused of murdering his pro-Trump bra boss. <laughs> boss. 
Ross. It's Ross. Yeah. Hey, Ross. Hey, man. <laughs> uh, with a trowel. With a what? With a trowel. A trowel. Mm-hmm. T-R-O-W-E-L. Trowel. Oh. After political argument. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the construction site where they both worked. And then through throwing an American flag on the man's body. This is a report from ABC News. The suspect is a 28-year-old feller. Feller. Allegedly stabbed his boss Monday morning at the Florida Turnpike job site. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. According to an emergency phone call from one of the, uh, from the boss, or from the, uh, the, uh, the, the culprit. The person. <laughs> Spit it out, buddy. I'm trying not to name the name. We try not to name uh, the name. Yeah, that's right. The, the, they the had alleged. his name. And I'm like, ah, it's, uh, 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 of it's, the alleged. Um, yeah, the the alleged guy who murdered the guy. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Though the details of the conversation, are, uh, the exact details aren't clear. Right. Uh, the argument was political in nature. Of course it was. Uh, the Orange County Sheriff's Office says the murderer or the murder appears related to a political dispute between the two men. Heck on it. I keep trying to catch that thing. Um, the, uh, the, the victim. Right. Big supporter of Donald Trump. While the, uh, the, the, the criminal mm-hmm. was anti-government. Oh, Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. so what, what do you mean by anti-government? Because are we talking like full on, like, I, I just want full anarchy or I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't say, cause I mean, his actions really speak to full anarchy. That's what I was thinking too. I mean, if you just like the person's like, no, 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 look, you, you don't really understand what we're talking about here. And they're like, oh, yes, I do watch. Fuck. And then you're dead. Yeah. I'd have to go. That's that's full anarchy. You know, I would think so, too. Uh, the, we're, we're the where we're getting this from is from the I'm reading this from the Daily Wire. Mm-hmm. Um, when deputies arrived, they found the body the victim lying next to an excavator mm. on the job site with a brand new American flag thrown onto the side of the victim's body that didn't belong to anybody on the site, according to the arrest affidavit. Which, that's also really weird. That is very weird. That that almost... Sounds like somebody's covering up something. Well, not, not covering up. I'm thinking more along the lines of uh, not quite planned... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But close because pretty close. It, like he was he was gonna do that. Yeah, they say that it, you know he wasn't uh he wasn't, you know it doesn't belong to anybody. Sure. It doesn't belong on the site. Well it belongs to somebody. Mm. It has to. Like, well yeah, obviously. But I'm saying it wasn't part of the site. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. hanging out of the front of the building, it wasn't on one of the equipment or anything like that, it was, you know, it's never been seen before. So the fact that this dude just happens to be carrying around an American flag and he just conveniently throws it down there. Again, I'm not saying premeditated, but I don't know. 
something. Maybe. I Maybe. don't know. A little weird. Maybe. The arrest affidavit noted that he was very outspoken in his beliefs that the government was bad and out to get him. The government's bad. I'm good. I'm good. The, uh, the murderer allegedly fled the scene of the murder in a white pickup truck. Wow. Really? Sorry, I had flashbacks of uh, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite pickup truck, but close. Yeah. Before being taken into custody after crashing the vehicle amidst a police pursuit. So, uh, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> Since the election of President Trump, attacks on Trump supporters, primarily those with MAGA hats, have occurred on several occasions. Newsweek has provided an account of these incidences that occurred since 2016 and they it, have a nice it's little been list like four or five of them and yeah we understand that especially like the ones that are like attacking kids you shouldn't be attacking kids well i'm sorry but you shouldn't be attacking anybody because once again the moment that physical contact happens your rights are now null and void yeah i i you 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 have you have since passed the point of free speech mm-hmm. and you are now at the point of i have the right to defend myself Exactly. And I, and I'm, I keep trying to catch this daggone thing. Um, the thing about it is, look, 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 the left is acting the exact same way that the right did under Obama. True. Except, except, except never really had, at least not to my knowledge. Now I, I am aware that the media likes to hide things and sure. only puts out what they want to put out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They like to put out a lot. So it's a possibility that they may have hit and buried a lot of this stuff. Oh, of course they did. I've Come never, on. I did not, I never once heard anybody mm-hmm. getting beaten, getting murdered, having threats thrown at them for driving around with Obama sticker on their car or having never an Obama shirt time. on. Not one time. Well, you know why that is, right? Because arguably those on the right tend to have a little bit better of a head on their shoulders? No, it's because we're all racist and we understand that if we did something, we would all be branded as racist, so we couldn't do it. But if we're already racist and there's a majority or most of half the country... You don't get it. You don't get it. Look, you're... you're, If you... Look... If you don't like Obama, you're a racist. And if you attack an Obama supporter, you're a racist. Even if it's a white supporter. Right, because they're supporting Obama. Hmm. So you're a racist. Now, if you want to avoid being called a racist, if you want to avoid being called a racist, you, you say nothing, you do nothing in terms of Obama. No. That's why. That's why there were no attacks. It wasn't the fact that conservatives are generally more accepting of diverse views, even though they really do enjoy the conversation, even though they will debate you on it. They're they're, they're still more accepting of different thought processes, and it's easier for them to look at somebody and just say, okay, that's how you want to believe um, I'm going to go over here and do my own thing. You know, it, it's, it's, it gets to the point of, it's not the fact that conservatives and libertarians 
just want to leave you alone. Yeah. It's not to that. It's no, no, it's none of that. It's mainly the fact that we're all racist and uh, attacking Obama would show our racism. So we couldn't do that. But orange man, bad. I, I, I don't, nothing is worth argue. Well, I can't say nothing. Nothing um, compares. <laughs> nothing compares to you. Um, no, no, no. I was going to say that, that, when it, at least in, in okay in politics, right. there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no disagreement that justifies assault, murder. Um, I mean, unless it, you're in sen- unless you're in the Senate, because if you're in the unless, Senate, it's it's been proven that you can assault somebody, like cane them to almost to death, and be fine. Yeah, it like it. Thank God he lived, but you know. If you're a senator and you want to assault another senator on the Senate floor, yeah, go ahead. You can pledge him to death with a cane and it's fine. No, it's fine. Nobody will. Nobody's going to say anything. It's funny, though, that you mentioned white supremacists. Mm, really? Because uh, three alleged white supremacists who, according <laughs> to uh, law enforcement, discussed attending Monday's rally mm-hmm. at, uh, in uh, 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 the Virginia gun rally. Can I ask you a question here? Did you say three? Three. Not a lot. No. Three. Really not. Three. Three three is a crowd. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. Uh, But three. Yes, three. (laughs) (laughs) But at least it's not one. So you're telling... No, 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 no. I know where you're going. No. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to... No, 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 no. no, uh, uh, Yeah. You're telling me mm-hmm. that the governor of Virginia mm-hmm. told everybody that the capital of Virginia was a gun-free zone during a gun rally mm-hmm. because of three white supremacists. <sighs> yeah. Three. Three. Who, three. Uh, yeah, they, they, they discussed. See, here's the funny part. Discussed attending. Monday's gun rights rally in Virginia on surveillance recordings weren't interested in uh, agitating against Virginia's new heavily restricted gun laws. It seems they were interested in fomenting violence they hoped would lead to a, quote, race war. So what you're saying is they were thinking about possibly planning a way to attack that would incite race violence mm-hmm. and they realized they couldn't do that. Yeah. Well, I th- think their first mistake was, uh, there was only three. of them. There was only three of them. I wonder like 60,000 people showed up to this thing or something like that. I mean, it was, <laughs> it wasn't that many. It was like 22, but yeah, still 22,000. Oh, yeah. Is it? So, I knew it was it 22,000 in the capital uh, of Virginia is a lot. Okay. A lot of people. A lot of people for a rally. Uh, also, there was a huge crowd that was a Black Guns Matter, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Yes, it's it's fascinating actually. Going back to your your point earlier about the uh, the whole, you know, we're all racists and blah, racism. Blah. Yeah, it's funny that you say that when you know if you look into. Uh, they, you know, groups on the right, there are groups that are very, you know, 
predominantly black. No. Like I was at CPAC a couple of years ago and they had yeah. uh, mm-hmm. black voters for Trump that were hanging out, like walking around and chilling around, taking pictures and just being, Hang- you know, good old boys. I say good old boys, but, you know, mm-hmm. hanging around downtown by themselves. They were making their way downtown, walking, walking fast. Faces passing homebound. No, 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 But yeah. So it, it, for being for being racist, mm-hmm. we have a lot of uh, ethnic diversity, especially, you know, around around the black folk. Especially around the uh, Second Amendment. Uh, especially around the Second Amendment, because mm-hmm. it, it's arguably that's just the one thing that I think everybody in 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 especially the rural countries, obviously, but everybody yeah. can kind of unless you're in the city. Right. In the city? Yeah, you kind of understand and at least respect, even if you aren't a fan of the guns yourself, you you can respect the fact that there are people out there who are responsible and can maintain them properly. Correct. And uh, unless you live in New York. And then you have no respect. No respect at all. No respect at all. Thank you, Rodney. The governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam. Northam. Ralph. Northam. And uh, others... We're stricken with panic. Panic stricken. When just days ahead of the annual rally, mm. which drew thousands of peaceful protesters through the Virginia State Capitol to express their support of the Second Amendment. Yeah. 22,000 to be alleged white supremacists were arrested in Maryland on Thursday. Three. As part of an FBI investigation into the white nationalist group called The Base. All about that base. Mm-hmm. No trouble. Mm-hmm. All your the base trio, are belong to us. <laughs> the trio had, uh, according to law enforcement, discussed attending the rally on surveillance footage. Mm. Many, including most mainstream media networks, immediately took the arrest to mean that white supremacists and white nationalists were planning to show up to the rally in mass. Prominent leftists were left shocked when Monday's rally was short on Confederate flags, white nationalist slogans, and racially motivated violence, though a few tried to portray the Second Amendment supporters as radically anti-government. Regardless, that yeah. is actually very true. It was all over the news. Uh, I know at mm-hmm. work, they have everywhere. TV everywhere, and they have tons of different stations they had them on. Yep. And it it's all they talked about up until probably about noon. Dylan, I've got an idea. You do? I do. Okay. I- I think what we need to do is we need to go and we need to make the jump to conclusions, Matt. The jump to conclusions, Matt. Yeah, yeah. And we need to send them to every media network out there. And then when what, what, what we do is we give a note and we make the jump to conclusions. You know, the jump to conclusions, Matt, right? You know, it, it, you it, it's a game. Mm-hmm. And it's called jump to conclusions. It's a Matt. And the further you go, the more far out your conclusion is. And so what we say is, we, we write a note and say, remember all your conclusions that you jumped to? They were all the farthest out. Try mm. to back, try to not jump as far next time. There you go. That's not a bad idea. Actually. I think we should do that. I think we should. That's very Can nice. They- Plus it gives them something to do other than jump to conclusion. Yeah, but you know they can't. You know, once you have a habit, it's hard to break. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a habit. Are they good? 
They're not bad. Eh, some of them are okay. Some of them are. I've never worn one. Are you a nun? No, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I can't be a nun. So you're saying there's no such thing as a bad habit? <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> That's an old movie, man. I'm I just... know, right? <laughs> Or it took me a minute to realize what you were saying, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what the hell is a nun?" Oh, <laughs> oh I habit it. is the thing. Yeah, <laughs> we're going back to the fifties now. Holy I'm smoke! A, I'm gonna bring or it back, s- buddy. I'm just just fifties, just working it back. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, welcome to the show, Defenders Live, D O A E Show dot com. That's D O A E Show dot com. You can also find us on Mojo Five O, which it is amazing. Free speech network. Um, If you love free speech, if you love diversity of thought, if you love to hear actual opinion that isn't the same dribble that you've heard throughout the entire friggin' day, check out Mojo 5.0. You can find us on iHeartRadio. That's iHeartRadio, and you use the Mojo 5.0 radio station. Boom! Right there. 24-7. All the time. There. Or you can go to their website, mojo50.com. That's mojo50.com. By the way, if you do go to mojo50.com, they have a promotion going on right now. Right now? It's a gift-to-gift promotion. If you like Mojo 5 and you think that Mojo 5 would be good to continue working and keeping itself going and making sure that everything's good to go and that all these wonderful hosts that they have can keep on producing product, Maybe you'd like to donate a little bit to keep that going. Not saying that they need it, but it's always appreciated. And if you decide that you're going to donate $25 or more, Mojo 5.0 has decided that they're going to donate back to you a nice gift. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, it's it's three cigars, Churchill-sized. Mmm. If you don't know, understand what that means, that's eight inches, ladies, but only 52 <laughs> gauge. Because everyone likes to, it's so all it's, about the. It's the long, but not too wide. <laughs> now, uh, in this pack, you have three cigars. Like I said, you have the, the one for beginners. That's the El Jefe. Uh, it, it's mild. It's smooth. It's easygoing. It's something that anybody could smoke. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Handy J. The Handy J is like a Cuban. It's 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 a little bit of spice to it. It's in a Habano wrapper. Uh, it's 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 nice. It's even. A little kick. Did little kick. Tad. Tad. But then, for your experienced smokers, for those folks that just love that deep, dark, rich, smooth texture of a complex cigar. You have the Stags. The Stags is exactly what you think it is. It's for the elder statesmen. It's for those with a little bit more experience. It's for the guys who have the uh, the Indian, wood-carving Indian outside there, or somewhere in their office. Or they know where one is. Oh, they know where one is, yeah. <laughs> it's for those guys. Go check them out. Go to mojo50.com, mojo50.com. Use the donate button, $25 or more. We'll get you a gift sent directly to your house. 
of the Mojo Daily Mojo Cigar Series. Check them out today, mojofabo.com. Yay! Oh my goodness, I am so pooped today. <laughs> Kevin Hutchison over on the MeWe. It's not the size of the of the cigar; it's the toke of the smoke. I'm just gonna well, let that. Well said. Yeah, well, it's good. Well said. Um, mm-hmm. Real fast, I, yeah. I it was brought to my attention today. Uh huh. Um, and and we only mention it because we are big fans of of this particular. Uh, oh, are you really? I am. Oh, come I'm on. Sad. That's sad. It made me sad. Yeah, I know it made you sad. You posted I put that it on the way. I did. I did. Uh, Terry Jones, mm. who was uh, known for being on Monty Python, actually one of the founders of Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we mentioned it because anybody who knows Monty Python knows that that's part of our our intro. Uh, but Terry Jones has passed away today at the age of seventy-seven. So. Unfortunately, I don't. I feel happy. But I'm sure he does now. I'm sure he does. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. So there we go. I had. I, I don't know why. I just felt hey, I needed you know, to do that. So, so. Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta, just gotta <laughs> let it out. You know, you just gotta make sure that everybody knows. You do. You, you know. Sometimes you feel like a nut. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes I'm a mounds, I'm I'm a mounds guy myself. I don't. I do. <laughs> Almond Joy has nuts. Mounds don't. Is it just me or is it weird that some of the the jingles like. Oh, no. They're all over the place. Supposed to be catchy. And I get that. But some of them just, you know, last the test of time. Oh, yeah. Forever. Like that's one that's going to be like they will never be a mounds and somebody's going to be singing that that song <laughs> yep you're right or the oscar meyer wiener song uh or baloney mm-hmm. yep that's it all right we'll be right back folks right after this I'm Michael Pelka from PuroPelka.com with an impeachment hangover in this two-minute drill. I think the president's attorney, Mr. Cipollone, capsulized the events of yesterday the best of anyone. It's long past time that we start this so we can end this ridiculous charade and go have an election. The president's attorney is correct, and I hope they move expeditiously. I fear they will not. But speaking of the president, he was on CNBC yesterday from Davos and was asked to rate three of his possible Democratic contenders, Biden, Bernie, and of course, little Mike Bloomberg. All very different. Yeah, mini Mike is spending a lot of money. It's got no chance. Uh, But he's got a tremendous, uh, you know, he used to be a friend of mine until I ran for politics. And then... uh, he went a little off. You should see some of the nice things he said about me before I ran. I like the nicest. But he had a deal with Hillary Clinton that he was going to become Secretary of State. It was very simple. People know that. And it wasn't going to happen. It was going to go to Terry McAuliffe. I mean, so they were playing with Michael. And uh, it's too bad. But he's spending a fortune. He's making a lot of broadcasters wealthy. 
and he's getting nowhere. His ratings are terrible. His uh, you look at his numbers. Uh, I don't know if Joe's going to limp across the line, but you, I watch him. I watch him speaking. He can't put together a sentence, but it could be him, and it could be Crazy Bernie. I don't know who it's going to be. Whoever it is, I'm ready. Excellent analysis, and I agree with the president's final statement. Whoever it is, he'll be ready. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Mike Opelka's two-minute drill is powered by MojoWildRice.com. Their wild rice is a superfood, gluten, sodium, fat, and cholesterol-free, yet high in fiber, protein, zinc, phosphorus, and trace minerals. But you're going to love it because it's delicious. MojoWildRice.com. MojoWildRice.com. Finish live Mojo Five O. Go to Mojo50.com. Check out all the awesome hosts and everything going on over there. Uh, get the lineup for that. Check out the week. Please check out the weekend, guys. I know I I, I push that a lot because I, I feel that I feel that the weekend people tend to get lost. And not because they, they lack in talent or skill or abilities. Uh, far it's from just, it, actually. Everybody's it's, just not paying attention on the weekend. Yes, nobody is paying attention. No one's listening to the radio. No one does anything on, necessarily on, on the weekends. And it is not exactly like grass-cutting weather or anything like that. So you're not going to be outside doing those kinds of things. But if you happen to find yourself, you know, and you <laughs> If want you to, find yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you find yourself. You know, say, you know, in, in, in the garage, cleaning it out or doing some, you know, household cleaning or just, you know, whatever. And, you, and you're turning on to a talk radio anyway. Go to Mojo50.com and check mm-hmm. out the weekend, folks. You, I'm telling you, you arguably, I would, I would say there are some shows on the weekend that I would argue are probably better than those during the week. Mm-hmm. And almost all of them are better than us. So, yeah, that, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, that's not exactly a, a high bar to. No, to it, it's a pretty low bar. I mean, it is. But I'm just saying. Everybody uh, else has friends in low places, and that's us. We are the low places. <laughs> you can't get much lower than here. Go to our website, doaeshow.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick you up a shirt. Yes. You know, an arm yourself t shirt, or we are the official. Jackhole uh, Nation. Jackhole Nation gear. The only place you're going to find it. Uh, you can also check out all the archives going way back to when we were just fledglings. We were, uh, younglings. We were newbies. Mm-hmm. We were whatever you want to all call. the rest of it. <clears throat> yeah. And if you, uh, if you try and find it and it takes you a little while, a little while and you're like, Oh, this is taking too long. Send us a message. You like Don did and, uh, send us a message and I will send you the link to our very first video show. Yes, 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 yes. Cause that I'm telling you. It was terrible. <laughs> you want to see the beginnings, the the video beginnings of the first, and that wasn't even our first show. Period. That was just our first Facebook video, live. Yeah, first video we tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to see the 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 uh, the birth of the dumpster fire? That's it. It's, it is right. Dumpster fire. There. It, oh. oh, good stuff. So. It is uh, so cringeworthy. I need to. I, I need to ask you a question. Sure. 
So Ask. let let's say that you're having an A B conversation, right? And mm-hmm. somebody comes in, comes in and just like butts in and starts saying all the crap that they want to say about your junk. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Tell them to see that it's an A-B conversation to see their way out of it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would, I would definitely, uh, I would tell them to, to mind their own business and shut the hell up. Well, that's what the government of California did just well, recently. They, uh. Stuck their nose in, into a AB private conversation. Yes. Huh. Uh, the the uh, Riot Games, the same company that developed League of Legends, which has been hitting like all mobile devices for a long time now, and is pretty popular. I might mm-hmm. add. Um, <clears throat> is it? I've never heard of it. And really? I actually, I tend to like to think that I'm I'm I would I'm a no, I like, play video games from time to time, so I I would. If you watch YouTubers that have any sort of sponsorship, normally they they do like a League of Legends at least once every two or three shows. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. See, I don't watch enough YouTube. Apparently, I'm apparently an old man. Not. Like, well, you know, like uh, I watch things like The King of Random and <laughs> all that jazz. Anyway, League of Legends is uh, quite a large game, uh, and they've made a good bit of money off of it well riot games had a uh, settlement okay with with two female employees former female employees okay who uh claimed gender discrimination and sexual harassment at the company while they were there oh that's not yeah no definitely that's actually happened and absolutely that is not cool yes well so they were uh they had a preliminary settlement with Riot Games of $10 million. Oh, wow. Good for them. That, yeah. that's, that's a hefty sum. It is a hefty sum. And so they were going through the processes. Everything was going through. And then two departments of the state of government of California uh, became completely unsatisfied with the uh, preliminary settlement. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. This was a lawsuit. Yes. Uh, between two former female former employees and a company, yes, and the company they mm-hmm. they previously worked for, yes, uh, no, 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 no government uh, involvement, no, no, no. The no, government no. wasn't involved anywhere no. in any other part of it. They they didn't have. It wasn't against the the government. It wasn't against no. it, the government. Wasn't at fault. Nothing. Nope. It wasn't. Mm-mm. They weren't nope. supporting them in any way. It mm-hmm. was between the ladies. And a video game company. Yeah. So what exactly is California doing sticking your nose into? Well, so the Los Angeles Times reports that two women filed a lawsuit in November 2018 for violations of the California Equal Pay Act. The preliminary settlement was reached in December, which has been approved by the Los Angeles Superior Court by the same but the same month that it happened the Division of Labor Standards Enforcement wow yeah intervened contending that uh, the plaintiff's attorneys had done uh, had not done adequate research before reaching a settlement oh wait a minute he won the case yeah he got them the money that they wanted both parties were satisfied yeah, well, the DSLE argue that the original notice for equal pay violations was misfiled. 
but he still won. On January 8th, the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing said... And housing? And housing said that the women of Riot Games could be entitled to over $400 million, not just the $10 million, in potential back pay somehow. Also arguing that no enforceable changes to employment policies at a company's alleged to be rife with sexism are part of the settlement. I'm still trying to figure out how two ladies could reach $400 million over, yeah. over like a, a year or two. Yeah, I, I'm confused with that. I don't know. That's that's where I'm at. Like, I don't think this is going to work. Because there's no way they could have earned that kind of money. <laughs> like, there's nothing that they could have done work-wise to, to have amassed that. There's no, and, and aside from these ladies probably being openly raped and uh, on the daily inside the walls of this, of this company. It doesn't sound like whatever was going on, the, the, the tiff between the, the parties that were involved was that big a deal. I mean, they might've, you know, might've been sexual harassment, which is not cool and all this stuff, but I'm saying it's not, it's not $400 million worth. No, it's definitely not $400 million worth. And so what I'm thinking is, these organizations and these company, or these organizations in the state are going after Riot Games because one, Riot Games has made a ton of money, and two, they'd like more of it because the moment that a settlement is reached, those people getting paid out will then have to pay the taxes in the state of California. Oh, so basically, the cat, the California just wants to get their grubby hands on money because yes. They need it because they can't budget their money properly. No, no, no. They need it. Yeah, it's just like a crackhead needs a little crack. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That's just... See, I I like California. I lived in California for uh, close to a year. San Diego. I love California. <sighs> it is beautiful out there. Yeah, of course. It's beautiful. Crazy people. The people people are actually very nice out there. It is a very They're it's an crazy. amazing state to live in. They're crazy. They are batshit crazy. Like they the the government is garbage. The, the state is falling apart entirely. Mm. Again, it's the exhibit A, San Francisco. Mm. And it's slowly spreading south and, and it the poor state of California. And these people just don't they don't get their head out of their ass. They're not trying to fix it. They're not trying to do anything. I guess they feel it hasn't gotten to them yet. It's not a big deal. Ah, well, you know, that's, that's just kind of how it is. So, uh, so sad. it is sad, but you know what? Better days are coming. Are they? Yeah. They're coming for everybody, especially Please. if you, if you like coffee. Mm, see, I like the coffees. I like the coffees too. And I really appreciate APR coffee, AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's that's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. The, these people are amazing at what they do. DM, DMX DM um, over on the Twitters, which that's his handle. You can go find him. Uh, at Kaboom is, is kind of where you find him. But uh, <laughs> they make some good coffee. I mean, really good coffee. Yes, I, I, I'm 
I originally thought it was bias, and it's not. I, I, I pride myself on being somebody who frequents the coffees. Mm-hmm. I drink them, you know, everywhere. I'll, I'll try anything and then test it out. And thus far, I have yet to find anything better than... I mean, there ACR. there are some store-bought brands that are meh. De- they're De- decent. They're, De- they're, 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 yeah. not, they're not to that level, but they're way better than places like the Starbucks. Right, right. But you still have... so. If you're looking for the next level, you know, if you want a, if you want either an unflavored or a flavored coffee that is really just going to pop in the yep. morning, if you want that flavor there, American Pride Roasters is the place to go. Now, I said that it's awesome and it's good news, right? Because right now, APR Coffee is giving away free coffee. Free coffee. Free coffee. He's giving away one free bag of coffee every week. And he's decided that uh, he was going to let us choose who gets the coffee. So here's what we've done. We've said that if you go to the Twitters and you either follow us at D-O-A-E show, that's at D-O-A-E show um, on the Twitter or at Mojo Five O. Radio, that's at Mojo50 Radio. Go to the Twitters, follow those things. At the end of the week, we will choose somebody, we will send you a direct message, and if you reply, we will then send that information off to APR Coffee, and your coffee will be on its way. Mm-hmm. Boy, howdy. Mm-hmm. Donna oh. Ivy, Ivy over on the MeWe says, store-bought coffee is merely functional, APR is magic. APR is magic. It is magic in a bag. Yeah. I don't understand how it has multiple flavor notes in different segments. Like you have a flavor on the front, you have a flavor when it's in your mouth, and then you have a flavor after you swallow. And they're all different flavors. It yes. doesn't make sense to me. It, uh, I, I'm the same way. It's, it's fascinating how he it, literally he has this down to a science. It is. It is down I, to a science, and he does and a great job. I have been able to uh, start drawing people in with the 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 Burr Hamilton, which if you've never tried it, Burr tastes Hamilton? exactly mm-hmm. exactly like a blueberry donut. And what he means is, you get the blueberry flavor up front, you get coffee, and then when you swallow it, it tastes like donut. It is it is the most fascinating thing ever, and I I have. And all I did, every time I get an, an order in, mm-hmm. I will I will make a pot and I will fill my my uh, Walmart brand Yeti or Ozark or whatever they call it, whatever it is, whatever it is. And I will go out and I will run into somebody I know, and be like, "Oh my god, I haven't talked to you. Try this coffee. You like coffee? Try this." And they will go, "Oh my god, that is amazing coffee. Where do you get it from?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Wouldn't you like to know?" And you're and like, then, yes, oh. yes, I would like to know. That's why I asked you the question. Could you please yes. tell me where? And where? Uh, AmericanPrideRoasters.com. <laughs> oh, oh, good, good. I always do that. Because mm-hmm. you, you like to egg, you like to egg people on, don't you? And they do. He's, he does flavors. He does flavors. Like, what was that? The, the King's Cake. If, you, if you've ever been to Louisiana, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've, if you've done the... King's Cake, they put a little plastic baby Jesus in there. Mm-hmm. George Washington Carver, which is a nice, just a nice, subtle peanut butter. Uh-huh. 
in, in the uh, in, in the coffee mix. It's really good. There's a he's got a salted caramel. He's got peppermint mocha, chocolate uh, cherry. Ooh. Chocolate cherry is amazing. <sighs> the uh, my wife the, loves that one. Yes, the chocolate raspberry. That's uh, that's that's Ron's. Ron's sexual chocolate. Ron's yes. sexual chocolate. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So many good flavors on there. So many awesome things to try out. The 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 I think he still has the Brandon Morse banana uh, uh monkey bread. Monkey bread was really good, actually. Monkey bread is actually very good. It's tasty. It, it, it again, it tastes like you're drinking a cup of coffee with monkey bread. Monkey bread. It's amazing. I'm like telling somehow you, somehow he just infuses that. I don't know how he does it, but AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Get yours today. And and if you want to get that free bag, as Stephen mentioned, follow us or uh, Mojo50 on the Twitters, mm-hmm. and we will draw the name uh, Friday. So a uh, British scientist accidentally discovered the immune, uh, uh, discovered an immune cell that may kill all cancer. Accidentally? <clears throat> yeah, accidentally, yeah. Accidentally? Uh-huh, yeah, yep, yep, accidentally. How do you accidentally discover something like that? Good question. According to the Telegraph, researchers of Cardiff University were analyzing a blood bank in Wales looking for immune cells that could fight bacteria, and they discovered an entirely new type of T-cell. Okay. Um, Now, the researchers are saying that uh, there is potential that the uh, ubiquitous T-cell could be harnessed to develop a universal cancer treatment that would work for all people against all cancers. Nope. No? What? What? It won't happen. What do you mean? They'll never find the cure. What? Eric, they'll never find the cure. Why? Because they make way too much money the, the, between the, the insurance companies and between the government and, and everything else. They make way too much money on the treatment of the symptom and not on curing the actual illness. It's how it's always been. They do that for everything. It's they throw these out there every year or so. Oh, look, we may have accidentally found something. And you'll never hear about this again. There will never be anything else done about it again. Okay. It, it'll be gone. And all right. Thanks, I, Debbie Downer. Sorry. I, I'm I'm usually not one for for, you know, conspiracy theories and things like that. But I am very convinced it. it they, you make way more money between big pharma and everything else. It's, it's so much easier to treat the symptom than it is to turn around and, and cure the problem because we don't care about people anymore. Now we that, are all about- I, I do understand that. And I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's easier to treat the symptom than it is to actually fix the issue. And it's more financially sound, you know, sound at least from the angles of, like I said, big pharma and, and things like that. Right. If you could manage somebody's illness for 45 years, it's, it's more financially advantageous than curing it. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not the proper way to be doing things. No, because again, we don't look at people as people. We look at people as, well, as cash, as ATM machines, basically, as a way to try and milk money from them. And there's, and there's, that's not capitalism, by the way. That's, that's cronyism. Right. Clear. That is not capitalism. No, no. Capitalism is you see a need and you fill it. And you are able to make money off of it, not you see a need and you fill it, but only just 
partially so that you can then continue to make a lot more money off of it at the until until everybody dies. Yeah, you don't bend them over a barrel and take them for all they're worth just because you can. I mean, you know, you, when you got to get the goods, you got to get the goods, but that's not what we're trying to talk about here. Not here. Mm-mm. So, it uh, sounds nice. It it sounds interesting, and and it would be nice if it would be legit, and if they would mm-hmm. actually you know set it up and make it happen. But right. don't think it's gonna do it. I would not hold my breath mm. if I were any of y'all. Mm-hmm. That might cause cancer. Uh, Minnesota church. Everything causes cancer. <laughs> You're right. Minnesota church aims to attract younger members, and okay. it's doing so by kicking out all of its old people. How. I wish we found this yesterday. I do too. I almost regret doing it now. We should we should probably have waited to save this for Carrie on Tuesday. Um, yeah, we can bring it up again. Be right. We might do it again anyway just to get her opinion on it. But Small Methodist Church in Minnesota <sighs> is closing this summer with a plan to relaunch in November as a place that can attract younger members of the community. And the leaders are asking older members to keep away. Keep your distance. At least the first year and a half after it reopens. <laughs> My God. Just, just, is- just don't come in. Like, look, 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 look. We love you, okay? But you're going to die soon. But you scare young people. And uh, we just can't have that. I mean, it's just not. So- I mean, it's just not going to do it. See, that right there just goes to show that they are that they're trying to grow a building mm-hmm. and numbers. Yes, and not a, not not financial revenue. Yeah, and not actually not a church. Yeah, yeah. As uh, you're not trying to grow the church. You're trying to grow your financial standings. Yep. And that's not really a good idea to be trying to attract the millennial generation. Yeah. Because they don't have any money. Well, I, and I they know don't, they I don't have one. money. They, they don't have a grasp on morals. They don't even have a grasp of the actual real world. True. And you're going to try and bring them in to run, you know, to be a part of your church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see this working. Actually, I, I see this as being, you know, they're going to open the doors and it's going to be no one there. Mm-hmm. Well, see, the Grove, uh, Grove United Methodist Church in Cottage Grove uh, currently averages about 29 people per service. Mm-hmm. And all of them, or pretty much all of them, are older than 60. See, that just makes it even worse. So I would understand if you were a church of even, like, you know, 100 or so people. Yeah. That would, you know, your odds are higher. You have less than 30 as an average on any given Sunday. Which, by the way, was a good movie. And most of them are over 60. So you're going to tell a majority of these people to leave. Yes. Come back for a year and a half at least. Yes. In hopes that you can draw in younger people. This this church won't make it six months. Well, Jeremy Peters, who's a... He's going to lead the church reset. He's a, he's a planting specialist, a church planting specialist. Hmm. Uh-huh. He says that uh, he will work with the community groups 
in the coming months to lay the foundations for the relaunch. In the meantime, the older members are being asked to find somewhere else to worship. Not only during the closure, but for the first 15 to 18 months after it reopens. After that, I mean, come on. After that, if you're still interested in being coming back, you could migrate, and that's fine. But stay away. Yeah, because you know that the old folks are just going to be flocking back when they get the opportunity. Yeah, what the flock, guys? This is so stupid. It's terrible. I don't understand. I, 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 I get the draw, the idea behind the draw of it. Like, okay, we get the old people out, right? And then we can change everything. And then after we change everything, then we can invite the young guys in and everything will be good, right? The church is not a club. It's not a hangout. It's not. What? I know. Shocking as that may be, you're not supposed to go to church to socialize with people. What? Just like you don't go to work to make friends, it, you 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 you're going for a purpose, and it <gasps> is. Not, I know. Blasphemy. I know, right? <laughs> I am that weird guy. No, church is not meant to be. So, is it nice to be able to go into a church and be able to socialize with people and and see people that you have you know live life with and you've grown attached to and become dear friends with? Yeah, absolutely. But that is not the point and the premise of going to church. No. Again, just the same thing with work. You go into work, you want to be close to the people you work with. You want to be able to get along with them. You want it to be a harmonious type of place to be. But you're not there to make friends. You're there to do a job. It's like right. you go to church. You're going to church to worship your God, not make friends. You don't want to make friends and influence people? No. At church? No. What? I mean, you do. You do, but that's not the intent. Like, that's not that you're not there. You're not showing up there just to hang out with the friends. But yeah, that's what I'm saying is it's not you don't just like again, just like you don't go to work to hang out with your buddies. You go to work to get a job done. And if you're doing too much buddy hanging out, then you need to get out, stop or go find another line of work. You need to find a work, uh, find a line of work that your buddy isn't there at. Yeah, or that at least will work better for having your buddy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like there are. I don't know what jobs they are. I've never been a part of any of them. <laughs> I'm sure there are jobs out there that would be properly adequate to allow you to have your friends around and it not be an issue. True. I don't know. Like a, maybe a DJ at a club or something. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I still you still be busy trying to you know. Spin DJ. on the ones and twos. Yeah, you still be doing the ones and twos, but at least, you know, your friends are there and you get to take a break every now and again or in the middle of a song, you could yak it up a little bit and it'd be okay. I mean, radio talk show, not that bad. Yeah, that's another good one. You could probably do that too. But, uh, you know, if you're, say, in the medical field. You really or, shouldn't just be palling around with your friends. Yeah, I don't. I don't want my proctologist to be besties with, you know, his head nurse or anything like that. Cause I don't need to hear their conversations of, you know, when I'm being turned into a puppet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're my <Just> puppet. <laughs> I don't. I, I, y'all discuss what you're going to do on the weekend when you have your fingers out of my ass. Thank look, you. Look, 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 look. If I wanted to get an exam down there while you're talking about examining her down there. Yeah, well, or him. I would, you know, 
I don't want that in the first place. So I can't even come up with a really, a really good reply for that. I just, I just don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> no, but for real, like that does kind of irritate me. Like I hate going into like the dentist office. I used to go uh, a couple of years ago, there was a certain dentist office I used to go into. I mean, I, I like the people and, and everything. Don't get me wrong. But after a while, you just you hear them just having co- their conversations back and forth and being all. It's, and it's not quite like, oh, I shouldn't be hearing this private conversations because obviously I'm there. Right. But it's it's it private enough awkward. to where it's weird. Yeah, it just feels awkward. And I'm like, you know, you save this for your break or, you know, in between patients. Something. Something. Anyway. Something. <sighs> Bell count time. Let's get to it. Good evening, Mojo Five O. I'm Leprechaun, and here with your Bell Count grade for the day, Wednesday, January twenty second, twenty twenty. Today we had one missed window bell, twenty five actual bells, two horns, one rim shot, and one walla. Give us an A for the day. Peace out and good night, y'all. That's Defenders Live, DOAE show, DOAE show. Go to mojo50.com. See everybody there. We'll see you tomorrow. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5. Raced by Wolves, the podcast is back for season two. I'm Holly Fry, and as host of the companion podcast to the hit HBO Max sci-fi series Raised by Wolves, I am unwrapping the latest season of this cosmic space opera for fans by talking directly to some of the incredibly talented folks who helped bring the show to life. Not only will we be bringing back showrunner Aaron Guzikowski, but we will also be chatting with folks like costume designer Kate Karen, director Alex Gabasi, and visual effects supervisor Ray McIntyre. Plus, we're going to check in with some of the actors on the show, like Amanda Collin and Abu Salim, who play mother and father. Join us as we analyze an absolutely bonkers new season. And yes, spoiler alert, the snake baby is indeed back. Stream season two of Raised by Wolves, now on HBO Max, and subscribe and listen to Raised by Wolves, the podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.